God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. So how confident are you regarding the future? What about the economy? Do you think that's going to go well for us in the next uh, five months, five years? What about the government? Are you, are you confident about the people running the show in Washington? What about your own health? Are you confident that you will be healthier next year than you are this year? <laughs> There's so many things that we can think about and stew about and worry about if we choose to do that. You know, if our future hangs on the actions of others and indeed our own, our own health, things that perhaps we can only control to some extent if we control it all, then we probably have a fairly dour view of the future. Now, some people just don't think about the future and their attitude is eat and drink for tomorrow we die and they're having a good time now, but they have no confidence about the future. I'm here to tell you that you can have greater confidence than that on better things than that because the future you anticipate will be no greater than the God you serve. When you read about Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, Joshua was a man who was about to take on immense responsibility. Moses was dead, and God was bringing forth uh, Joshua. Uh, Moses was God's servant, and Joshua was Moses' servant. And so he'd been training for many a year to do exactly what God had uh, prepared him to do, and that is to lead his people into the land of Canaan. One theme you find over and again in the first chapter of Joshua is God's instruction to Joshua to be strong and of a good courage. He says it several times. So for instance, in verse 6, God says, Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. So the future you anticipate will be no greater than the God you serve. And the God that Joshua was serving was Jehovah, the God who had made promise. He says, I will not uh, forsake you. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. Be strong and have a good courage. So first of all, his courage was based upon God's presence. Um, again, in verse 9, you say, have, I, have not I commanded thee? God says, be strong and have a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. So, uh, Joshua's courage was based in part uh, upon God's promise, and it was based on part upon God's presence. And Joshua was assured of both God's promise that God would give them what he had created, that is this land, and God, um, God would be with him. It wasn't just that God was sending these people. God was leading these people. This is something that uh, the couple of the tribes affirmed or confirmed to Joshua in the very last verse of this first chapter, where they say, only be strong and have a good courage. So the future you anticipate will be no greater than the God you serve. We have God's promise. We have God's presence. And the thing that kind of brings those two together is God's word. What has God actually said? And that's where we come to verse uh, 8, where the Bible says, God is speaking. He says, this book of the law. Now, they did not have nearly the scripture that we have now. It was not yet completed. At least it had not been given to uh, Joshua. 
But this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. So notice three things. First of all, the object is God's word. There's no stability in life without a fixed truth, without something that is objectively true. And that's what you have in the word of God. Even that portion that Joshua had, it reminded Joshua perhaps of God's promise. And God was reminding him of his presence, which we are reminded of by reading this part of scripture. So the object is God's word. Um, the action is meditation. He says, uh, God says, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. So this is not simply reading God's word. It is thinking on God's word. I have often said, read less and think more. Now, I think reading the Bible is important. You can't think on something you've never read. But if you don't think about what you've read, if you don't even know what you've read, then what are you, why are you wasting your time? The whole purpose of reading the Bible is to get it into your noggin, to think about it to saturate your mind with it, to think God's thoughts after him. That's where success comes from. Uh, the action is meditation. So how do you spend your time and how do you spend your mind? The result then is success. It is success and it is prosperity. Now, it is very obvious to me that God's definition of prosperity is different than ours. Our version of prosperity is primarily wealth, which is a very simplistic version of prosperity, and then maybe health. And of course, both those things are desirable, I suppose. But that's not the success that God is talking about. He's talking about prosperous. He's talking about success. He's talking about uh, success in living the life that God created one to live. And that's what Joshua was to do. He was to be prosperous and successful. You know, if you look at uh, other places where God talks about them succeeding not succeeding as in having victory per se, but, but coming in succession of coming after those who were in the land of Canaan. God made the land, God gave the land, and success was attaining all that God intends. Look, success is not uh, doing better than the next guy. Success is not the, the amount of market share, to put it in American terms, that we have of whatever it is we want. Uh, success is not just one more dollar. Success is attaining all that God intends. Well, how do we know what God intends? Well, we're back to the, the Word of God. We're back to God's Word, meditating on it, and then doing something with it. So look, what does what your future hold? I, I don't know. You don't know. But we serve a God who has given us a word, a sure word. We've given us a, we have a God who has given us promises, a God who is present, and a God who's given us His Word. And so the future you anticipate, it, it can be bright indeed, not because everything is going just perfectly. The future can be bright because the future you anticipate will be no greater than the God you serve. And that's why we should serve the Lord God of creation.